Bush and Richie here with another little podcast for you. Thank you to everyone, by the way, who... What are you you doing? What's going on over there? What are you doing? I've just seen you spit out what appears to be one of those cod liver oil tablets. What is it? It's like a little yellow see-through thing. It's a boiled sweet. Oh it's my not a word. cod liver oil. I'm not that old. It does look like a cod liver oil tablet. I promise you it's not. Seven Cs <laughs> or whatever know, it's called. No, no, it's not that. <laughs> I don't have any problems with the Seven Cs Corporation. Yeah. But you can't... I, I'm not having that. I, this is not a cod liver oil. It is a... Hang on. He's got them in his bag. It's a, a sugar-free fruit teller fruit drop. And I'm not paid by them because this, this was not on purpose. Why Why are you eating boiled sweets that are from, I don't know, the late 70s or something like that? It really does, like Victory Vs. <laughs> Have a couple of Victory Vs. What's it taste of? What fruit was it? I don't know. Uh, one's yellow, one's orange. Are these for your ears, to make your ears pop because of altitude or anything <laughs> like that? It's a very um, unusual purchase, Richard. Lemon and orange. It was um, uh, an at-the-till purchase in Boots. Okay, and you've just gobbed that into... Is that your notepad there? I've, I haven't gobbed it into anything. It's sat on your notepad. I have... Uh, I've let it fall off my tongue delicately onto a notepad and I intend to put it back in my mouth in a second. Well, you can't. You can't put that back in your mouth. Yes, I will. Really? Yeah. I don't think you will. It's... it's... Oh, oh, my... Jesus. Please don't let that put you off the rest of the show, which is going to... Oh, he's, he's doing the math. <laughs> <laughs> which happens now. Sorry. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Water Boys, Hole of the Moon on Absolute Radio. I wonder what percentage of the audience, when they hear that song, are thinking Moon is in Luna. Or Moon just as undercurrent of bottom. <laughs> undercurrent of bottom. I know which way I'm going. I heard that rumour. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's a 50-50 split. Actually, that sounds painful. Welcome to the Home Time Show. This is Absolutely Radio on a Wednesday night. Talking of percentages of the audience, and this is always a tricky one to gauge with this particularly divisive TV show. When I say the words Love Island, I think I think for an increasing amount of people every year, yep. it becomes a little bit of a guilty pleasure. Yeah, and they don't probably talk about it in front of other people. They kind of are secret admirers or lovers of this show. Exactly. And there'll be many who go, oh, no, I hate this rubbish. But at the back of their mind thinking, oh, no, I quite like this. Well, with this new home time show that we're doing, you know, we're still in our first year, with cards on the table, Richie and I both like Love Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just be honest about it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm even sort of going, oh, no, it's a bit... No, no, I do, I do like it. So there you go, you know, love us or hate us for that. That's just the way it is. But the reason we're mentioning this is because the host of the aforementioned programme, Caroline Flack, has been saying that over the last couple of days, filming has started yep. for the 2019 version of Love Island. So summer is here. Get ready to moan all over again <laughs> but it's interesting this because love island being a lot of people's idea of hell and that's absolutely fine we get with that we thought what about this as an experiment to kick off this bit of the show the start of the show put any words before island to create your own personal nightmare yes something island okay and already we've had some in brian says randy dog island thank you for that brian <laughs> mike says crocs island imagine an entire island of crocs That'd be pretty pretty awful. And Colded says, Portaloo Island. If you can beat those, you can tweet them now at Absolute Radio. Any word before Ireland to create a nightmare? Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Travis with their biros out and right to reach you on Hometime. It's Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio Wednesday afternoon and the no-repeat guarantee.
Little challenge for the first bit of the show. Bearing in mind they've just started filming Love Island again for the next series, and I know loads of people hate it. Put any word before Ireland and create a nightmare. And we've had some good stuff in already. Mark says Neil Young Island. <laughs> I'm with him on that one. Imagine the whole island of just everywhere you go, it's just Neil Young. All right, Neil, enough. Give it a break, mates. Sick of it. How can I get off here? Uh, Sean says Frog Island. I couldn't think of anything worse. An island with just, just frogs everywhere. I'm mesmerised by frogs. They don't have any problems with frogs. I think they're awful things. Really? Have you ever had to get a frog out of, like, the garden because it's got into the garden and starts... To... Have you heard them scream? No. They're awful. Really weird. I'll have to adapt the baby stories that I'm reading if frogs scream. I'm the... just going with a ribbit. It's them and foxes make two terrible noises, each in their own different way. Frog Island. <laughs> I'm going with Outlet Island. What is wrong with an outlet? What's wrong with outlets? I, I, I don't like outlet shopping. It's, it, a shopping centre for me is, is hard enough. Yeah. But if it's a shopping centre where everything is one season past its sell-by date yeah. uh, and therefore meant to be a bit of a bargain, <laughs> to me, that's just a nightmare. I love the idea of Outlet Island. Everyone getting a brilliant deal. <laughs> People just walking to the beach in massive triple XL through the loom, <laughs> day-glow shirts and stuff I'm as well. I'm not having Outlet Island. Love Outlet Island. And John Owen says Richard Maidley Island. You having that as well, Richie? <laughs> I doubt very much. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Neil in Darfur says M25 Island. Imagine an M25 Island. Tricky one because obviously it's a circular motorway. Yeah. So you've got like an island in, inside. Just fire in the middle and brimstone yeah. and stuff. And maybe the, every single junction is the junction near an airport where people suddenly try and drive <laughs> yeah. like idiots all the time. You know uh, the one, the turning for Gatwick or Heathrow? P- people's driving around that. What happens to people? They lose it. They lose, they lose it. their minds. Uh, Carl in Carlisle. There's a few of these, so let's get just one of them out of the way. Uh, ex-wife Island. It's a complete nightmare. <laughs> uh, Diane says... <laughs> Diane says Licorice Islands, and I'm oh. with her on this. Oh, uh, it's it's a confection. I don't understand why it's still going. I can't believe it's still it's still going in 2019. Licorice. Yeah, it's like it's like snuff. Trees that hang licorice. Oh. Roads that are tarred with licorice. Licorice bushes. The only thing that would be better is if you can if you can dab it. You remember there was the only good form form of licorice was the. Now you're dib-dab. thinking of the sherbet dip dab. That was that was just that wasn't licorice. Yeah, it was licorice in the middle. In the middle of a sherbet dip. Yeah, little the thing you dip dabbed no, it with. It's just a little white pole. What was the thing then that had like a bit of? Do do bear with us on this. Um, it had a licorice stick, and you dunk the licorice into sherbet. It wasn't a sherbet dip dab. No, it was not. No, you're probably no. right. Sherbet dip dab had like a little lollipop. Or it something, did, yeah, it? which was the dip dab. If you can work out what that is, please go back to us because his island is waiting to be built. <laughs> Charlie says always the day before payday island, and what, uh, this one here from Chris and Leon C says Bush and Ritchie Island. All right, Chris, what about Chris has mysteriously disappeared and his family can't find him island? <laughs> yeah. See how you like that one, eh? What about that? Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. This text says, Bush, my mate working in the room next to me, used to have them, sherbet fountains. He used to chuck the black bit and just eat the sherbet. That's from Wes and Ollie plumbing in Cambridge right now. 
Yes, that's it. They were the ones. Sherbet fountains, little bit of licorice in the top, dab that in, eat it. For, and I was just saying earlier on, we, we both seem to hate licorice, and that's the only good use of licorice as far as I can tell. One other clarification that we do need to make, actually, it's probably an apology from me. Uh, Dan tweets to say, frogs do make a squeal-type noise. Ah, I told you. Uh, never heard a real frog go ribbit or turn into a prince. He makes a good point. There you go. So next time you read you know, your little lad's story about frogs, they're just out the back screaming, making horrible noises. Weirdos. Meanwhile, we're asking, put any word before Ireland to create your own personal nightmare. A lot of people hating on Love Island, which is starting filming again. So create your own absolute nightmare by putting any word before Ireland. We've been loving these today. Rick says, vegan Ireland. <laughs> Very topical, Rick. Very topical. Uh, Peter in Woodford uh, says, e-cigarettes Ireland. Oh, now, can you imagine that? This makes me giggle. I've, I've never smoked, so it's, it's, not something, it's not something for me. But some of them these days... Oh, my Lord. They do look like... Big old devices, they're like a, a Lego toy or something. It's like smoking your Sky Plus remote, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. With a light on the end. Yeah. And the amount of smoke that comes out of these people <laughs> when they're wandering around. But that on an entire island basis, imagine that. Uh, Nelly says, one man's heaven is another man's hell. KFC Island. I'm sorry, I'm not having that. Oh. I would happily be shipwrecked there. I would get on a boat, like a boat that I <laughs> inflatable with loads of my family and try and crash on the beach and it's hang out there. It's a destination. It would be a holiday island, KFC Island. Get your act together. Bryony says, Flem Island. Thank you very much, Bryony, for lowering in the tone. And then Ricky Bateman's been on Twitter saying, what about this? Living next door to neighbours who spend the summer playing Hadaway on Loop Island. <laughs> Think we've got our favourite one so far. Home time with Bush and Richie. Peace of mind with no nasty bill surprises. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Now listen, do you ever watch a organised event and wish you were involved? You stood from the sidelines watching and you think, oh, I wish I was involved in that. I sometimes think that over the carnival. Carnival football matches whenever yeah, I watch yeah, footy. Yeah. I always think, oh man, I'd love to be doing that. And particularly the weekend just gone, we went to walk the baby along the seafront in South End where we live. And the whole seafront road, the main road down by the pier and that in South End and Leon Sea, was just this unbelievable procession of motorbikes of all oh. different shapes and sizes, but like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. And there was like super bikes, really loud bikes, little bikes, easy riders, Vespers, all different sorts. And I would say people who ride bikes that wouldn't normally hang out together. So, yeah, you're kind of hell's angel looking people were there with your mods. Yeah. Driving around and revving up. And we did our research on it because I thought, what is going on? It's a thing called the South End Shakedown. What a great name. Brilliant name, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And apparently the South End Shakedown is a once every year meetup where loads of motorbikers from around the whole United Kingdom drive all the way down there and then just drive up and down South End Seafront together. That's brilliant. Isn't that great? The sense of camaraderie. Uh, I was just watching them. They were doing this thing where if they were in groups, they'd wait for one of them to catch up with them so they could all go through the lights together and rev together. And brilliant. I thought, it's an amazing thing. And I, and I always am very envious. If you're listening to this right now and you meet up, you travel and meet up with other people who are in, who've got a similar vein of interest to do a thing, then I... Tip my hat to you. I wish mm. I wish I had the uh, the weekend energy and enthusiasm to do it. For example, when I was a kid, we used to go to the American History Museum in Claverton near Bath quite a bit. Love the place, and always used to sit there on a weekend and watch a Civil War reenactment. Imagine meeting up with other people to do an American Civil War reenactment. Incredible! What a great thing to do. So, look, if, if, you, if you do something like that, maybe you go out there and do something at the weekends where you travel and then you all do it together, within reason, don't want any funny stuff. <laughs> I know what they're like. Get in touch now, 8, 12, 15. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. And with that, 
the no repeat guarantee was done. Keen, is it any wonder? Dave Berry will start a fresh one off tomorrow morning on The Breakfast Show at nine o'clock here on Absolute Radio. It's home time with Bush and Ritchie. Uh, Richie and I are just tipping our hats to people who meet up and do organised events. Just been talking about the Southend Shakedown at the weekend in Southend with loads of uh, motorbike enthusiasts met up and paraded up and down Southend Seafront. And that's an amazing thing. If you go and do that kind of thing, we tip our hats to you. And we've got Steph on the line. Here's an interesting one. Steph, tell us what you meet up and do. I go and meet up with thousands of people to do something called live action role play or LARP. Live action role play. Who do you do this with, by the way? Is it just you on your own or would you go with anyone else? I go with a big group of friends and a lot of the time with my fiance who I met there. Wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, okay. So, what live action role play? Basically, you can. What, what, what do you do? You, you can make up anything. Yeah, it's. Um, imagine Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. It's like that. But you sort of you make up your own character and you go along and you play whatever crazy game that they've planned for you. <laughs> right, let's and go. You and, met and your fiance. You met your fiance there. What, what were you dressed as, and what was he when you actually met up? <laughs> I was dressed as a deer person. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And what about him? And <laughs> he was just dressed as a human. He's like not really into the role play aspect. But he, he saw the deer saying. and he thought, right. Oh, it has to be. <laughs> it has to be. I mean, that's, that's pretty creepy, but yeah, probably. Steph, that is incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Listen, thank you so much for being so brilliant on the show today. I've had a load of brilliant comments and stuff in, particularly about uh, people doing things where they go and do group activities. Talking about the South End Shakedown at the weekend uh, in my neck of the woods where loads of people met up who were into motorbiking and did this procession together. If you go and do a thing like that, we want to hear about it. And we've got Laura on the line right now. Laura, what do you meet up and do? Um, so I belong to a society called uh, the Sealed Knot, and it's an English civil war society, and we reenact uh, 17th century civil war battles. Wow, and what kind of weaponry did they have back in the English civil war then? What kind of stuff are we talking about here? We had pikes, which are about, I think are about, well, about 10 foot high, maybe even a bit taller than that, uh, long wooden poles, mm-hmm. and uh, they'd have full body armour, or not full body armour, but a chest and a back plate. And effectively, in the battles that we reenact, to make it a bit more fun for everyone, it's like a rugby scrum with armour on. And <laughs> the idea is that you bust through the other side, get to daylight, and then you've uh, beaten your um, opposition. Oh, right. There's actual rules for it, then, in terms of you can win. You yeah. can still win. Wow. So how do you, yeah. how do you transport your pikes around, then? <laughs> um, carefully. <laughs> Fair enough. Flatbed truck, something like that. I like to, and you go there, you drive there, you can't get on the train wearing any of yeah, this gear. Yeah, no, you? you can't get on the train, no. So you tend to drive there, um, and they're bungeed onto the top of your car, normally onto a roof rack. Wow, and do you go, do you go and, and you, take on other teams? So your, your team, in the, you're from yeah, Hadley, right? So, so you, we're... Go on. Yeah, from Hadley. So we're, um, it's a massive organisation. There's um, many thousands of people belong to it. We run the Parliament Army, and then we would fight the Royalist Army. So we're reenacting it for the public at various different historical sites. So where is the furthest you might go for, like, a war? Uh, (laughs) We've been up to Scotland, to Cornwall. Wow. It's just like like an away game for Millwall (laughs) or something, this, isn't it? Amazing. They all meet at services and kick off. Yeah, sort it all out, have a little (laughs) terror. (laughs) It's often referred to as the armed branch of camera, like the real ale. Real ale. (laughs) 
That's amazing. Oh, that's fantastic, Laura. I, do you know the thing, right, is I live down the road from Hadley, so could I get involved in a bit of uh, uh, English Civil War reenactment? Because I've just been saying on the Maybe. show that I'd love to get involved in an organised thing. What, what could I do? What kind of angle? Um, so, well, you could be a pikeman if you thought your fitness was sort of good enough. I'll be a pikeman. <laughs> or you could be, you could be a musketeer. You could be oh. a musketeer. That's not like the sword musketeer. That's an actual musket firing musket. Brilliant. I always used to love Dog Tanyon and the Musker Hounds or whatever you remember that from yes, the cartoon. Yes. So I do. Yes. Put me down as a musketeer then, yeah? Okay, yeah, yeah. We're the Blue Regiment, so you're more than welcome. We're always taking on new recruits. The Everton Regiment. Oh, it's, it's written in the stars. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Stone Roses concluding another barnstorming edition of the Absolute Radio 90s Crowded House before that and the Cardigans. This is Hometime with Bush and Ritchie. You know I can see you on eBay bidding for breastplates and pikes and stuff. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I am there at the next <laughs> English Civil War reenactment. And it's the Blue Tribe as well, so bring it on. Uh, speaking of the 90s, tomorrow, looking forward to this, uh, Park Life is celebrating 25 years. Uh, out in 1994, we are throwing a special birthday party tomorrow night. Blur superfan Josh Widdicombe is hosting a very special documentary, uh, which is looking at what made it successful. Alex James, amongst those who are joining him to tell the story, it's Park Life 25, and it's on Absolute Radio tomorrow night at nine. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, their tariff promise means no price hikes mid-contract, giving you peace of mind. Tesco Mobile, every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. I don't know what the weather's been like where you are today, but we've had rain here, which I was very, very excited about. I really, I was quite shocked and hurt by the rain after we've had a few days of nice weather. I mean, yes, the Easter weather's been gorgeous, but if you've got a brand new lawn... Oh, here we go again. Do you know what? I've realised this is like my baby. You are you are obsessed with it at the moment. You, it's, it's, a, it's very much on your mind, I would say. To the, to the extent that... Genuinely, the first thing that I think of when I wake up in the morning... No, don't say this. No, it is the lawn. Because I'm thinking, I need to get up and go and put the sprinkler on. Because it's only been down a week, you need to water a new lawn properly. So first thing in the morning, I'm thinking, got to go and water the lawn. I came out of a meeting today, it had rained. I'm thinking, oh, that's great for the lawn. Unbelievable. I'm thinking about the lawn while I'm at work. On the train, on the way home from work, yeah. I'm messaging my wife going, have you looked after the lawn? Has the sprinkler she, been on? I bet she's sick of that lawn. All I'm thinking about... So th this is it has basically become my baby. I, I guess the, the stakes are, are raised because... Is this like a time now with the you know early days and it's everything? It's touch and go. It's touch and go. It, it, is. Could, it could die. The lawn could <laughs> if, die. If I don't look after it properly, yeah. it could die. But I like the idea of being so invested in something that you lavish so much kind of care and attention on it that it becomes your becomes your main thing, your baby. Yeah. For for example, for me, uh, is on a completely different slant. Uh, my board game collection, <laughs> isn't that pathetic? <laughs> my other half, Kate, be so annoyed by it. <laughs> but it is for me. It's like I think it's something that if anyone like mucks around with you, hmm. you would personally intervene. That's the sign that something is your baby. I think we all have them. We, we must do. It would be it would be a shame to live life without yeah. something like that and interest. Let's you know I mean? share. 8, 12, 15 or you can tweet us at Absolute Radio aside from an actual baby what is your baby right now? The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Great to have your company on this Wednesday night. Maria from Bedford says 
Hi guys, my husband does shift work and most mornings when I wake up, I will have a text saying, how are my babies? Meaning his tomatoes and proceeds to leave instructions to open the greenhouse door, <laughs> water them if it's too windy to bring them in. There you go. He's it's, a man after my own heart. It's his babies. Tomatoes are his babies. Paul Tarrant has tweeted me to say, I'm 100% with you. I've just put weed and feed down yesterday. I've been rain watching all day. Now I need to rake it and look after it. So he obviously has a new lawn <laughs> like myself. That is my baby, my lawn right now. Yeah. We all have them. What is yours? So we have Tasha. Uh, Dow who's been on saying my new steam cleaner is my baby I had it today I've cleaned my cooker and my washing machine all around the sink and in the bathroom I love it Paul Black says my new rotisserie barbecue I've spent all weekend in the garden trying out new techniques and buying new parts for it an electric motor and fork prongs to hold a whole chicken on a skewer they're on order so with each of these people talking about their babies, you know that there's like a partner or another half who's sick of hearing about it. Uh, Kerry says, my newly decorated cake room. That's not like a panic room. She doesn't give any other details. Uh, look, everyone's new babies, that's, that's absolutely fine. Um, but this is possibly the most surreal from Andrea. I've just had a new clothesline put in. Temporarily, my washing is my baby. Your washing can't be your baby. <laughs> Aim higher. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Judy's got the idea of this. Uh, says her new eyebrows are her baby. I had them microbladed. Can't oh, yeah. wash my hair for a week. Have to put healing ointment on them and clean them with a damp cotton wool ball three times a day. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on there? Is this the one where they get the they get the eyebrows actually tattooed onto their face? I believe that's the process. I used to work for BT and there was a girl in the same call centre as me who had them done, but slightly too high. She looked permanently surprised. <laughs> Uh, we've got someone else going on about the old uh, turf and lawn thing here as well. It's quite a few people into this new lawn and turf thing. It's time of season. Dave in Basingstoke says, Guys, I've just seeded my lawn and I've put a fleece over it to keep it warm and to stop the pigeons eating it. Wait a second, a fleece? It's got an actual fleece. I it's, need a lawn fleece. It's his baby. And then Andrew Tate chipped in saying, My baby are my bonsai trees. Uh, Dave, hanging on to talk to us. Dave, what is your baby? I've written a pantomime and it's keeping me awake at night. It's become more than my baby. You've written a pantomime. Wow. Yeah. Dave, that's amazing. Well, it's, I belong to the dramatics group, amateur dramatics group, and uh, we always do the same pantomimes every year, you know, it's like Mother Goose or Robin Hood. Yeah, I, I thought um, all the pantomimes were kind of set, that we had our set pantomimes, you picked one of them. So you've written a brand new one then, Dave, yeah? Yeah. Yep, that's right. What is it? Come on. Um, it's Flash Gordon. Neither was I, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, it's set in the eighties and uh, the idea is Ming that has uh he stolen all the music. So uh all right. Ming's stolen all the music, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Flash and his uh Doctor Zarkov that they have to go to his planet to have uh, they have guitar battles and sing offs to get the music back. There's a lot of oiled up outfits and stuff like that going on, a lot of bronze yeah, chests, isn't there? Yeah, they? leg warmers. Yeah, and and is, is this going to be put on somewhere this Christmas? Yeah, it's, well, it's actually being performed next January in Alpington. Wow, whereabouts in Alpington? Uh, it's the Methodist Church in Alpington. Fantastic. Do you need your cast? To be honest, we're nearly all cast. <laughs> oh, anybody else? Blown out, anybody absolutely else? blown out. <laughs> yeah. Dave, in in Flash Gordon, isn't there flying monkeys? Is there flying monkeys in Flash Gordon? 
No, no, no. That you're thinking of. Uh, Wizard oh, Wizard of Oz. Oz. Oh. I was just going to put yeah, us no, forward, but Hawkman. Brian there's Blessed. Hawkman, there's but... there's a Brian Blessed type yeah. character, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. But we've had to because we're only a small group. We've had to cut back on the budget. So uh, the idea is that they've all had their wings clipped, so they can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> One last pitch. I mean, if you if your if your baby is is the panther and you're worrying about it and all that kind of thing, surely there's there's room for a couple of little plot tweaks for some some hapless DJs or something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, it is a party scene, so, you know. There you go. We could be DJing in the background. Yeah, yeah. Well, consider it. D- Dave, Dave, consider us booked in. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So this weekend I'm going to do something that I haven't done since I was a kid. I'm going to run a market stall on Saturday. You're running a market stall? Running a stall in a craft fair at the weekend. Now, the last time I was anywhere near a stall, uh, I was about 10 years old, and my mum encouraged me and my brothers, it's honestly true, to sell all of our Star Wars and Transformer toys wow. that we were kind of growing out of a little bit. And we were selling them at 5, 10p a time. And I still regret it to this day because we sold all our toys, and they're worth a mint now. So yeah. it's like, it's quite emotional for me to be going back to the whole concept of doing a stall. But, you know, I do these cartoon pictures of celebrities doing run of the mill mundane stuff yeah uh, called celebs at home for example paul weller defrost in the freezer etc <laughs> i'm going to be selling my little pictures of them at the leon c pop-up craft fair at lee community center on saturday that's just Fantastic. how i roll Fantastic. that's great so i'm quite excited about thank you very much I'm quite excited about um having a little market stall going on little stall but i'm after advice from people who may do this more frequently because it's quite a um like a, a growing industry, I think people selling their wares at things like this. Do you know what You're I mean? going to need the listeners' help on this one. From my side of things, the only stall I've ever come anywhere near was doing a uh, a, a car boot. Uh, one Sunday, trying to get rid of a load of uh, DVDs and CDs to to make space. Oh, really? Do you sell much? Any good selling going on? Five across Five. the morning. What was what was what was you wrong? What was wrong? The marketing wrong? What was going on? I just <laughs> I see. I thought my collection was good. I just don't yeah. think the demand is there necessarily for that these days. I but bet you packed up with a right chip on your shoulder after that. <laughs> oh, as well. it was an awful Went home day. And a half. Awful day. A field outside Reading. That's what I'm worried about, though. You know, because what if I go down there and try and sell my my picture? I've got little cards and everything that I've done as well. What if no one's interested? Well, I think you've got to have confidence in your product. Yeah. And from a punter's point of view, may I suggest... Go on. ...something as a freebie on your stool to lure people over to your postcards. Okay. Like some chuppa chup lollies or something. That kind of thing. A little sweetener to get them over. Yeah, or a little uh, Tupperware full of Haribo Star Mix or something. This is a good idea because I'm going to be battling for attention here because in Leon C's community centre there's like three floors. There's three floors of people who've all got their own little stalls and it ranges from me doing my pictures to people who paint on little stones or fabric or tie-dye and shirts and everything. So there's all sorts in there. Yes, yeah. Quality goods, as you can imagine. Obviously, yeah. I'm quite keen on getting a... Uh, like a blue pocket thing that goes around your waist, a little bit like Pete Beale used to have in EastEnders. <laughs> it's exactly store. who I'm picturing. Good old Pete Beale with the change. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not Hometime anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. 
Absolute Radio. Alfie in Northfleet texts 8 or 15. Uh, Bush, take my advice. Make sure you have plenty of change. That is a really good show. You have to go to the bank and get some money out, aren't you? It's, what's it called? Is, is that the float? That's the float. So what do you have? Much... tuck shop days at school. That yeah. is your float. Yes. See, in terms of keeping the float in it, right, you either have got the old fashioned tin. Remember the tin with the key on the top? Mm-hmm. Open one of those. That was quite a good impression. That was right, one yes. more time. Quite a squeaky one if it's a new tin, but yeah. Uh, and the I can't do an impression of someone putting their hands in a in a, in a pouch. <laughs> it's the EastEnders pouch. Yeah. What would you go for, Richie, out of those two? Hands in pouch, market stall, fruit and veg man, or Tim with a key twist? If I was on an outside stall, it would be the money belt, I think, because you are in a community centre <sighs> with your plot. I'm thinking your money tin. You see, because I was really looking forward to throwing the pouch to someone as a belt and saying, could you mind the stall for me for 10 minutes? <laughs> they always do in EastEnders. <laughs> Promise means no price hikes mid-contract, giving you peace of mind. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. So just talking about the fact that I'm going to be running a stall for the first time since I was 10 years old, selling all my Star Wars figures in Trowbridge when I was a kid. I'm going to be running a stall this coming weekend, Saturday, at the Lee Pop-Up Craft Fair in Leon C. I'm selling my little celebs at home pictures and stuff. And actually, just on that, I've done two special... Uh, I normally draw celebrities doing run-of-the-mill normal stuff. I've done two pictures. I've done uh, Manic Street Preachers birdwatching at Two Tree Island, which is like a little nature reserve. All right, yeah. And Wham! windsurfing near Chalkwell Beach. So I've done these specifically for the fair. <laughs> Is it only me? I'm the only person that didn't realise. I, had, I have had them come back from the printer and I've had to change them. That Wham's got an exclamation mark next to it. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you, the word, the band name Wham, exclamation mark. I can't think of another band that has that. No. But with my 80s... Penchant. Hat on. I did, I did, I, I did know I that. I didn't know that at all. There is only, here's another exclamation mark. Go on, go There on. is only one town in the UK that has an exclamation mark in its title. I think I might know it. Go on. Is it Westwood Ho? It is. I love Westwood Ho. There you are. Any more exclamation facts, send them this way. Get in touch now, we can do a whole show on it. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute Radio. Bush and Ritchie here, slightly delirious on a Wednesday night. <laughs> been talking about me doing a market stall this weekend at the Lee Pop-Up Craft Fair. Our boss Paul's been on, tweeting, saying, as a former trader... Really? He says he's a former trader. Remember to count out the change into a customer's hand. Learn the times table of the prices, so if people buy multiples, you know the cost. For me, it was the 39, 42 or 45 in Scunny Market. Prices of cards that he was selling. That's a good little tip, actually. You learn a new thing about Paul Sylvester every day. Uh, We're also, uh, and I'm really delighted about this, getting a lot of exclamation mark chat. Uh, It turns out it's not just wham. Uh, people pointing out that Panic at the Disco have got an exclamation mark after Panic. It's quite a wind-up, that. The pan- Surely the exclamation mark should be at the end, Panic at the Disco. Because as DJs, we've obviously been pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. Because I'd say grammatically that is Panic at the Disco. disco. Exactly. We've been getting it, it wrong. Sounds ridiculous. Carol in Wallingham says uh, the Mighty Wah has got an exclamation mark at the end. Yes, and Pink has an exclamation mark rather than an I, strictly speaking, in her name. According to this text I've got here, Pink has got an upside-down exclamation mark in the second Well, I've looked name. at her actual website, <laughs> which is a website I haven't been on for a very long <laughs> been time. It's been a long time. And uh, it says to, it looks to me like uh, an actual exclamation mark. But not upside-down. once down. again, that would suggest it's Pink. Pink, but, yeah. <laughs> we'll drop her an email. Pink at blueyonder.co.uk. Home time with Bush and Richie. 
leaving you peace of mind with no nasty bill surprises. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. What pants are you wearing? Right, listen, I'm probably going to knock the show on the head. It's getting, <laughs> getting an early one, I reckon. <laughs> pants, I've no, got... No, well, you don't necessarily have to answer. You want to say, I've, I just, I've got nondescript, boring, own-brand pants. <laughs> well, all right, in the uh, question of transparency, uh, yes, uh, non-brand Marks and Spencer's briefs. Yes. Same for yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, no, I was reading an article in the paper today, yeah. that's, uh, and it was the most absurd article I've read in a very long time, trying to persuade people that being a professional footballer wasn't quite the life that you might think it's cut out to be. Right. Because these days, they're under pressure to even wear proper pants, like on-brand pants. Well, how would people even know that? Because these days, when footballers celebrate, you know, their arms are going up and all this kind of thing, yeah. and this this nameless footballer, that I guess some kind of whistleblower, was saying that what they're doing these days is that they're purposefully wearing their shorts slightly too low okay. so that you can see they're wearing Calvin Klein pants. Oh, so it's like another opportunity for branding, I exactly guess. Exactly that, yeah. Calvin Klein, then? Calvin Klein pants, you have to be wearing that if you're a Premier League footballer and if you don't then they cut up your clothes in the dressing room in some kind of dressing room prank. So Calvin Klein is all the rage it's interesting you should say that because honestly this is true my mum once bought me and my brother for Christmas Calvin Club boxer shorts <laughs> from I kid you not Birkenhead Market in Liverpool <laughs> you don't so say. Calvin you know like sometimes you get these knockoffs that your parents buy you which are it's like the main brand but not quite right yeah Calvin Club is one of those <laughs> and you know what my mum used to buy us back in the day as well Nick's trainers instead of Nike brilliant amazing there are many many reasons that you and I won't be able to play Premier League football <laughs> but it appears one of them is because we wear own brand briefs Calvin Club the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Oh, would you stop it? Is this still going? <laughs> it's so hardcore, this boiled sweet, that it's lasted the entire podcast. <laughs> and finally it's cracked. There you go. Bill Bailey, both out. It's the podcast. 